it's all about content in China and the realization that no one has a computer. No one has a desktop or very little people have a laptop even, but everyone's got their smartphone. So it's all on a small screen. But going through these native apps, that's where they spend the vast majority of their digital time. Having your own website where people have to go find and search you puts you quite far away from where they are and at that disadvantage. Welcome to China Biz Connect, the podcast that explores the fast-changing landscape of business-to-business -business sales and marketing in China with your hosts, Tim Lindemann and Michael Bragan. Today, we will be interviewing Jons Slammer, founder of Red Star, a firm specializing in helping foreign businesses establish a digital presence within China's walled internet. Jons is also the host of China Business Cast, a long-running podcast that features conversations with experienced entrepreneurs and business people who have built businesses in China. Jones, it's great to have you on the show. Could you begin by telling us a little about yourself and your China experience? So thank you for, for having me on the, on the show, Tim and, uh, and Michael. It's good to, good to be here. Um, so a little bit about myself. I'm originally from the Netherlands. I have moved to China. This is my, my China connection. I've moved to China about six years ago. I've came here already before that quite a few times since 2007. So I was very interested in the place, but at that time, about six years ago, I had a chance and opportunity to, to fully immerse myself in China and, and start living here and experiencing how things go here. Could you also tell us a little bit about Red Star? Yeah, so um, one of the things I do in China, I do, do quite a few things, um, but Red Star is one of my main focuses. Red Star is an online digital agency where we help um, international businesses of medium to, to large uh, scale enter the Chinese digital market. Companies that want to go into China from an online perspective they want to have a website, they want to have social media presence, they need to do something with the Chinese licenses because um, everything here is very strict and regulated and everything needs licenses. So anything digital for China, that's where uh, I specialize in with Red Star and we try to help our clients with that. Great. From the perspective of B2B tech companies who are interested in building brand recognition, and generating demand for their products and services in China, what should they be thinking about in terms of digital entry? Okay, yeah, that's, that's a good question. And, and it's one of the things that I go over with basically all the, all the clients um, that, that come to me or that contact me. Because anywhere else in the world, doing something online is fairly straightforward. You, you get a domain name, you set up a website, you, you set the technical infrastructure up, and, and you're good to go. No one is telling you what you can do and what you cannot do and or how you should do it. China is, is very different. Everything, like I said, is very regulated. Everything follow, needs to follow procedures and, and licensing and things you can do and things you cannot do. And then, well, I don't want to become too political, but certain topics are sensitive, of course, and uh, certain business industries are, are uh, regulated or... Uh, limited for foreigners. So there, there's quite a bit of things that are very different when you want to enter the Chinese digital market versus pretty much anywhere else in the world. So what, what, what kind of things they should be thinking about? 
first of all, it starts with, if you're really serious about your entry, you need a Chinese subsidiary. So that's quite a big step. But to really be able to do things on the Chinese internet, you need to have a Chinese business. And that's where it all starts. That's where you start building your infrastructure, like uh, bank accounts and then acquiring phone numbers. And from there on out, you can use that infrastructure to apply for services that you need, get things set up and um, move along in your digital entry. What I'm wondering about is how the mechanics of digital entry differ specifically in China from the European or North American market approach. Aside from legal considerations, what types of approaches, collateral strategies, and so on, is it necessary to have a good understanding of and have in place? Yeah, so so first of all, like I just said, you need a, a Chinese legal entity, which can be a foreign-owned entity that allows you to do already uh, a lot, but there are still certain limitations with that. So depending on your business case, you might have to look into a joint venture with local people. And that can be a great thing, or that can be a can of worms that you're opening up. But yeah, so that should be approached with care. Anything, if you're opening a subsidiary in a foreign country, it should be very carefully planned and, and executed. Some other big challenges are obviously the language. If you're a European or a US company, and you don't have staff that speak the language and understand the culture uh, in-house, then you are going to definitely face uh, certain challenges because there is no English correspondence. There's no, if you need to talk with people, that's always in Chinese. There's no documentation in English. If you're on the social media platforms, the, the nuances in the Chinese language, they can be very tricky. So language is definitely um, one of the big challenges. If you have that covered in your company, that's already a great step. And then I also think understanding the Chinese business markets. So this is not so much about the digital, but this is more about business and how business is done in China. Uh, the concept like guanxi, the connections with people and, and the relationships that you have, they, they play a role. Uh, it's good to understand that rules that are in place, that are laws, but how they are enforced and, and a lot of things is gray. So some things you can do, some things you can't do. Things you could do today, you can't do tomorrow and vice versa. The rules change constantly. It's a very fast-paced environment. You've got to be really on top of the ball. If decisions takes, take weeks or even days to make, then you're already slower than, than the Chinese competition. So there's quite a few challenges with going into China uh, in general and especially on the, on the digital market as well. Can you share with us how you personally and also with your company, Red Star, have addressed some of these challenges, just starting with the language situation? How have you overcome that? Yeah, sure. So I've been lucky enough to be in China. I've been building connections and, and friends and networks here in China. And I, I really believe in for what I offer, the services that I offer to my customers, I really believe in like in a boots on the ground approach. Me being here and, and building those networks and those connections allows me to serve better the customers, get connections with other people through the networks that I need to acquire. The service we do, we can do quite a bit in-house, but certain things we can't. And then we, we use our network and there's always someone who knows someone who knows someone in the end who can help with what we need to do. So 
We have connections with pretty much any of the larger internet companies in China, Tencent, uh, Douyin. If you need to get things done, we just contact a friend who works there and, and we can smooth things over between the rules where normally it would just be a black box and you would say, I want to open an account in a certain platform. They say, okay, this is the process. You get a bunch of documents, but by talking directly with the people inside there, you can make the process a whole lot smoother and, and quicker. So, Jens, I'm interested a little bit in finding out when you're thinking about digital entry, what are the first and most important pieces of this? Are we talking about setting up a website or are we talking about setting up a WeChat public account? What, what's the most important piece first and then what comes after that? That's a, that's a great question. I, I don't know what is the most important piece. I guess it all depends on your strategy and, and how you want to go about things. What I can share with you, what I see um, from a lot of my customers, and, and they're European or, or US-based mostly, they all want to go with a website. And actually, websites are not used that much in China anymore. It's all social media platforms like WeChat, official accounts, or Weibo. And the requirements and, and the things that you need to actually be able to set up a website, they have become so complicated and such high requirements that it's maybe the business case is not there for it yet initially. Like if you're a Louis Vuitton or uh, a Rolex or uh, I don't know Tesla, sure, you're a massive company, you want to have a website. But if you're a medium to even normal, large-scale global player, then maybe that initial step of website is not the way to go. Maybe the social media platforms are a way to go because they're much easier and much faster to roll into than a website, for example. So then the major pieces are the website and the social media accounts. Yeah, correct. Those are major pieces that you want to get in play. And for social media accounts, a lot of the platforms you're able to register from your non-Chinese business entity. So it also allows you to not initially have to take the, the step of incorporating a subsidiary in China, which takes months and quite a bit of capital. It's actually not that expensive, but it's also not cheap. It's all relative how you see it, of course. If you're a McDonald's, then the cost of $10,000 is not much for incorporating a subsidiary. But for other businesses, 10000 can be quite a bit, right? So that is relative how you see that but you can move much faster with the social media platforms. But they're, they're like the tendency for most customers, they want to copy what they have in the American or the European market and then implement it in China. So that's back to culturally understanding China or how the online markets work. They're applying their Western perspective and, and want to copy it without really understanding China. And I try to advise for that, but larger companies, especially the ones who are listed uh, on stock exchanges and, and have so many layers of management and decision, it's very hard to get through to them. And and then sometimes we just do what they ask it and that's okay. It's okay for business, but I not always agree with that could be the best starting point for businesses. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. It all depends on the case. Jones, can you share an example of a business-to-business -business company that you've worked with and the digital entry strategies that you have used. Okay, yeah, yeah. One thing that has become pretty interesting in China as a way of doing an entry or as an option to an entry, which could be pretty low-key and pretty effective in my opinion, 
is you can run mini programs in WeChat. So connected to your WeChat official account, you can have mini programs, which is like a mini website within WeChat. And those can be anything. Um, so we've done a few cases for customers domestically and for foreign customers where we've implemented some kind of functionality that helps them run their business or market their business or do some e-commerce. So the, the options are very wide and open and they're almost limitless. It's up to your imagination almost. But to give you some examples, we have implemented a system for a hospital. So this is for a domestic client for a Chinese hospital where anything that needs to be done in a Chinese hospital can almost be run through the WeChat mini program. So getting a ticket in, in China, you need to always get a ticket to stand in line for a hospital. So booking appointments uh, or standing in line can be done through the mini program. Payments is directly linked to that. So they can pay through the mini program. The doctor references some medicine they have to pick up. It gets added to the mini program. They can go to the pharmacy and directly pick it up after minutes and again, pay for that. So it's like it's the whole business logic of the hospital is almost being incorporated in a mini program in WeChat. But also for foreign businesses, this can be used. So if you're an e-commerce company or you have something to sell, you have a product, you can create a WeChat official account and you can create a mini program where you can sell or you can promote your cross-border products, your cross-border e-commerce through the mini program. And, and the use cases can go very wide in, in this thing. And I think this is quite an interesting and newer and getting more popular way um, of entering the Chinese digital market. So I think probably some of our listeners are wondering what this all means in terms of setting up a mini program in WeChat and why that works so well in the China market. And I think that it comes back to the point that you were making about some firms who don't necessarily understand the local condition and they'll come in with the same playbook that they've used in other markets. Like, let's just set up the website, let's set up some social media accounts and let's go from there. Why is WeChat such a important tool for the China market? Well, WeChat is, is it's, it's like the God here in China. So everyone is on WeChat, I think it, I don't know the latest statistics, but they, they keep updating it. But over 800 million people are on WeChat. So that's pretty much near the Chinese population if you leave out the elderly and the super young. So it is super penetrated, the, the Chinese market. Everyone is on there. A lot of businesses are on there. The last time I carried money in, in China, I don't know, it could be several weeks ago. I don't think I have any money in my, in my wallet right now. So we all rely on these massive apps like WeChat to get anything done in China. Booking a taxi, paying for things, everything is done through WeChat. And then there's a few competitors like Alipay, but those are more business transactions. Um, but WeChat encompasses everything from your social network to interacting with businesses. And I believe people spend like three or four hours a day in WeChat. And I'm probably underestimating that. I, I don't know the latest statistics. It's like really encompassing people's life here in China. So I'm wondering also in terms of digital entry, if a foreign firm were to enter the China market, first of all, digitally, 
by establishing a WeChat public account, perhaps a WeChat mini program if that was necessary, is it possible for a foreign company to enter in with a digital-only strategy and to gain traction? Or is there typically a physical aspect as well? And how do foreign companies start to gain followers and to build up their brand digitally? No, uh, good question. Um, I would start digitally only. And, and this is what I see with a lot of, of the customers. They are still using the playbook, like you said, from, from the West or from other markets where they are operating in. You can open WeChat accounts. You can open Weibo accounts with your American or your European company. So go that first. Go explore the market. I'm a very big fan of like minimal viable product or minimal viable service. Start testing, start experimenting. Opening up your Chinese business, starting a subsidiary is a time-consuming and also cost-consuming effort. If you do all that and find out that the Chinese market is not working for you, that's just a waste of time and money. By starting with these more simple or easier to get methods and platforms in China, you can start learning, you can start building your business. And once you're at a certain point and you feel comfortable about the market, then you can go full in. That's my personal favorite approach. I see a lot of customers making mistakes with that or not doing that. But I think that is one of the most powerful ways. These platforms, they are there to facilitate things for you. They, they can help you explore and discover the market and see if everything it is what you're hoping it is. And if it is, go full in. If it's not, you, you can still go back and, and pull out and with relatively lower costs. I'm really curious. I would like to ask you a question about the balance of social media and maybe WeChat mini programs and that layer of technology versus the website. I think that a lot of companies in the West have grown up with the website as a kind of anchor point to the company identity and brand. And the idea of not having much, or maybe at all, a website, but just relying on the social side is intriguing, a little bit refreshing, and maybe scary. Do you think that maybe there is success potential with companies that don't have an anchor point, a website, and so on, and just go on WeChat and develop their business from there? I think so. And a good thing to know for your audience, within WeChat, if you have a WeChat official account, that sort of becomes your website. So that can act as your anchor point, as you call it. You can build pages in there. You can have a little menu. You, you can't style things. It, it can't be blended to your current brand identity. But it is in WeChat and it's, it works well and you can have a little bit of control over it. So that is sort of an anchor point. And then another thing where I'd like to hook in into is it's all about content in China. So and the realization that no one has a computer. So no one has a desktop or very little people have a laptop even. Everyone has smartphones. Everyone has iPads. And then that's a maybe, but there's quite a few of tablets around as well, of course. But everyone's got their smartphone, so it's all on a small screen. How well do websites really work on, on small screens? Sure, you can have mobile websites or responsive websites, and they're already much better, obviously. But going through these native apps, that's where the people are. That's where they spend their time. So they spend X amount of hours in WeChat, and they spend X amount of hours on Weibo, and then they um, use the other upcoming platforms like Douyin or a little red book, Xiaohongshu. 
that's where they spend the vast majority of their digital time every day. So having your own website where people have to go find and search you puts you quite far away from where they are and at that disadvantage. And with a proper content strategy where you have ongoing interesting content. So that's the same goes for if you're on Twitter and Facebook, if you just say, oh, we did this, that it's not super interesting. You got to really produce contents or insights or add value to your customer base. If it's B2C and the same goes for B2B, you got to add value. Um, and if you can do that, you can really quickly grow on these social media platforms in China. I think that it would be nice to have a little bit of a recap just to share what we have taken away from this and just get your feedback on whether you think that this is correct. Sure. What I'm hearing here is that for foreign firms who are looking to go into the China market and land digitally, first of all, you need to consider your legal presence because to register a website, for example, you need to get a license, and in order to get a license, you need to have a physical business presence. You need to be a registered foreign enterprise to get the website, and it's a pretty big deal. And there is the other option of registering social media accounts, such as WeChat and Weibo, which is like the Chinese version of Twitter, but there are a lot of different social media platforms out there that specialize in different types of content and that attract a different type of audience. But for some of these, you can get a business account without going through the business registration process. And another takeaway that I got was that the biggest challenge is probably not registering the account or going through the licensing process. There's work to be done there, but it's doable and it's something like Red Star can help you with that pretty easily. The more challenging aspect here is the language and the culture and adapting your playbook to resonate with the China market to create content that's going to be interesting and compelling for your Chinese audience. And that's much more difficult to do. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, content is king and it's been king for a long time or it's always been king and it still is. The same goes in the West, creating good social media content. It's difficult, it's hard and it takes a lot of effort and, and energy. And in China, I would say even more so because the competition is just crazy. There's so many competitors on every thinkable field out there. So to really distinguish yourself, you got to have a good content strategy and, and be consistent and put the time and effort into that. Everything else is doable. It takes time, it takes money, but those are things that are solvable. One of my key things that I'd like to share is really try to understand China, which is not easy, but if you want to come to the Chinese market as a business, spend some time in the Chinese business market. I know that's expensive, it takes a lot of time, but maybe spend just a month here or do a week here and then six months later do another week in another place. See how the people live, see how the businesses run. Try to not imitate, but, but learn from how those things are happening. And you got to be really committed to go to the Chinese market because I still see a lot of companies that are coming to the market and eventually leaving disappointed because they're just 
not able to match the speed that is progressing or for other, they're not 100% committed or the content generation is just too hard for them for a, a myriad of reasons. But yeah, if you really want to go to the Chinese market, it's definitely not an easy one, but there's still great opportunities here, but you got to really go for it if you want to go for it. We'll try to learn the culture, try to understand it and apply that in your, in your favor. I think that's the, the core thing that companies should do first before they want to even consider moving into China. Jons, what advice would you have for a B2B tech company who's interested in getting started in the China market and is looking at digital entry as part of their strategy? Yeah, so first of all, I would physically come to China. Every big city has a high-tech zone or the IT zone, whatever they each city want to call it. I would reach out to the local governments there, ask them to, to tour you around, which they're most likely happy to do if you find the right persons and say that you're interested in, in starting up there. Because everyone wants foreign businesses, everyone wants a slice of the, of the pie. So there, there's like cities within China competing for, for your business. But yeah, go start talking to people, start meeting other businesses, start learning how they operate. And this is not so much digital, but this is just the China entry part. Another point that I'd like to add for, for the digital part is in China, it's known, I, I don't know the statistics, I don't have them on hand, but they need more contact points before they become your customer than versus the West. I believe in the West, it's like three or four contact points. In China, it's six to seven contact points or moments. So you need to be pretty much everywhere. A Chinese customer learns about you. They're going to research. They're going to find things out about you, contact the network if they ever heard about you. And if you keep popping up on these different platforms and everywhere leaving a little bit of value, they're going to have a good impression of you and potentially have a higher chance of becoming your customer. So first find out if you really want to enter the Chinese market, learn a little bit about the culture and, and how things are done here. If you're committed for it, then go for it, but then go fully for it. So go on, on WeChat, go on Weibo, go on the other platforms that are available and get a good strategy out there for your social media in your presence. And the website obviously can also be part of that, but I wouldn't make that my first priority because websites are quite complicated to set up in China and costly nowadays. But yeah, be where your customers are, and that could be digital and that could be offline. But for digital, go on the main platforms where people are spending their time, depending on your audience, obviously. Well, thank you, Jones, for sharing these great insights. What is the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you or learn more about Red Star? Well, obviously, I have a WeChat account, so I can share that with you in the, in the show notes. Beside the, the WeChat account, we have our website, redstarconsultants.com, my LinkedIn profile, and directly on my email. Those would be the, the best ways to contact me directly or learn a little bit more about Red Star. Thank you very much, Jones. It was great having you on the show. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Music for the podcast is performed by the Chinese experimental rock band Chui Wan. We would love to hear your feedback, ideas, or any questions you might have. Feel free to reach out to us in any way you feel comfortable. Connect with us on LinkedIn or follow us on Twitter. Also visit our website, chinabizconnect.com, where you can view show notes and sign up for our newsletter. 
please subscribe to China Biz Connect on iTunes or your favorite place to get podcasts. If you enjoy the show, give us a positive rating. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk with you again soon.